Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Los Angeles-based jazz pianist and composer Jordan Siegel. We talked to him on July 20th, 2020 during the COVID-19 lockdown about his latest 2020 CD, Beyond Images. This musician possesses an expressive original voice and a stunning variety of media, whether scoring projects for film and television or performing and improvising before rapt audiences on stages around the world. He approaches every pursuit with the same mission in mind, to create music that truly moves people, and he does it well. Enjoy his story. Thanks for taking a minute out today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love this new album. I've been playing it quite a bit, Beyond Images. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, I know you've had, you've, you've had a history of, of doing all kinds of, of different projects, and, um, you know, this album's kind of new territory for you. Talk to me a little bit about this album. So this album uh, was basically a chance for me to do whatever I want. <laughs> um, so I'm a film composer uh, and a pianist in L.A., and uh, often, you know, I feel like uh, if you're scoring for a film, you don't necessarily always get to write the music you want. You're dealing with revisions, and uh, you have to do it as a picture, and, and often it's very rewarding and fun. But uh, this this kind of gave me an opportunity to blend my, my worlds and, uh, and, yeah, write the music that I want. But uh, as I kind of developed the concept, I realized that I wanted to pay tribute to all these great film composers that I love and admire. So, uh, yeah, each song is inspired by a great film composer, and uh, some um, are are pretty tangibly you can hear their influence. Like the Randy Newman song is very much inspired by his harmony, and uh, others uh, a little more vague. Like uh, the Neil Marconi ones, much more just inspired by his sense of melodicism rather than any um, harmonic tricks I might have stolen from him. Talk to me a little bit about releasing this during the pandemic. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting time to release music, but uh, I think people want uh, people want a break from from the news every day, and and so I, I decided to to release it this time. I I actually recorded it back in September of 2018. That's when we started our first recordings. Um, we did it at United in Hollywood, which is a great studio, and um, yeah, I've I've basically been working ever since to get it all mixed and get all the different elements together. And so finally, um, when it was ready um, earlier this year, we we said, okay, well, we, maybe we'll wait a little bit. But finally, um, I decided, you know, I, I really want people to hear it. I could be waiting for a very long time. Who knows when, it, when you know, we'll be out of this. And just wanted, uh, I wanted it out there. Um, I wanted people to kind of hear, hear what my... Uh, my music sounds like obviously with the world shut down and everything that's happened with not only live music but i'm sure with the studios talk to me a little bit about how you've been making it through this pandemic and and kind of you know just just what's been going on since maybe mid-march i feel fortunate that i've been able to stay pretty busy overall i uh i was working on a feature film for focus features um for the first half of the year which ended in June, um, so that that was a good way to to keep me busy. And uh, we still did sessions for that. We did uh, a string session in Budapest and um, solo sessions around town, um, just from home studios. And then um, I've had some orchestration work as well, and um, all the work that goes into um, planning an album release. So between those, I've, I've been pretty busy, and also had some time to relax and. and uh, and try and enjoy my free time as well. And, and right now, just 
trying to take advantage of some of the free time and study scores and uh, play some transcriptions that I love doing and some of the stuff that isn't just uh, work-related. So let's get into your beginnings. Talk to me about where you were born and raised and kind of how jazz became your life. Yeah, so I'm I'm from L.A. suburbs. And um, I started, you know, playing piano when I was when I was young, as a lot of people do, and I think I was five years old. And um, I didn't really get into it until I started doing jazz, which I was like probably twelve or thirteen. Sorry, twelve or thirteen. Um, and and kind of once I started, I I caught the bug. I I loved it. I would go to Amoeba Records in L.A. and get all the Oscar Peterson records I could, and I I loved. Duke Ellington and Count Basie, and it kind of started with big bands because that's what uh, that's what we do when we're young. Where I was in the middle school big band, and then you know the high school big band, um, and we we were able to go to some some of those festivals like uh, Century Ellington Festival, some of the other ones. So, um, and I had a, a lot of great musicians who are still um, in the jazz community. Um, we all went to high school together: Dave Robert, uh, Danny Chanclo. Joey left. It's a lot of great, great players. So that that was very fortunate. And uh, yeah, I I started I started like that, and I went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Was still playing jazz. I studied with uh, Danilo Perez there, and and many other great teachers. And uh, but while I was there, I, I kind of noticed I wanted to do more than just than just play jazz. I I, I loved it, but I also was trying to think logistically and see, okay, what, what is the career plan? And uh, I kind of fell in love with film scoring. I, um, at first, I just tried it and said, okay, well, let's, let's hop in this major and see what it's all about. And I always loved film music. I loved John Williams. I loved uh, a, lot of, a lot of Thomas Newman and Randy Newman and um, John Bryan. And um, I just uh, I started it. And once, you know, once I started writing music, under picture and a lot of it was very jazz influenced at the beginning. Um, I, I fell in love with it. And, um, so I graduated with a film scoring degree and I came back here to LA and, uh, I was kind of doing a little bit of everything as I have been for the past 11 years or so. Um, I played piano, uh, on camera for several TV shows like Glee and I did the X factor. And so some of that type of work and pop, uh, piano work, and uh and also was playing jazz around town and um playing with different singers and eventually um I started doing more film scoring work and additional music and I've just been trying to balance stuff uh balance all those different worlds and uh it's hard but I I love it and I wouldn't have it any any other way so what do you like the best about being a musician best about being a musician um Specifically, um, I, I guess so. Best about being a, a pianist and, and working as a pianist is is the collaboration of it. Um, I I love playing. There's so many great players in LA, and so it's such a joy to to be able to perform with them and to record with them. And um, yeah, there's a, also an instant satisfaction that I get from from the piano work that you don't necessarily get when you're composing orchestration because it's such a long process. So um, yeah, you know, you do a recording session or you do uh, a gig and, you know, you immediately, cool, that was a great two or three hours. We got to play together. We've created music. We connected with an audience. We get immediate feedback and it's um, it's a very good feeling and it's fun and it's a hang 
And while I love composing at the end of a six-month process of composing for a film, it's very rewarding. That's six months of not seeing as many friends and six months of dealing with lots of revisions. And so it's, it's a very different process. And so that's why I like having the balance of both. So why do you love jazz? I love jazz. Um, basically, I think what a lot of people would say is the freedom of it. Uh, it's such a broad term. So, um, uh, I, I love, I love the feeling it gives you. You know, I, as I mentioned before, I love, even though it's not necessarily, uh, the type of music I do on my album, I, I love listening to Errol Garner and Oscar Peterson. Um, cause it just, it just feels good. It just makes you want to tap your foot. It puts you in a good mood. And man, through this whole pandemic, I've been listening to a lot of Errol Garner cause it just, it just makes you feel good. And that's, that's what I feel like, um, jazz can do or it, it, um, it's, it's also, it, it feels deep, you know, it feels like there's a lot of craft to it. And, um, you know, just like orchestration and, and classical music, I, I love, I love music that connects with you and you feel it. Um, but also feels like there's a lot of craft in it. Um, and that's a lot of, I mean, the Beatles, Stevie Wonder, I, I love all of them because I feel the same way about their music, um, that there's just so much to dive into. Um, and it makes you feel something and you can connect with it instantly. When we do resume, when I think I'm doing it, what do you hope both musicians and the uh, audience realizes from this time away? I hope we realize that I feel like we were taking a lot for granted that um, just being with people and having the experience of going to watch a show with other people is, is a really um, amazing thing. Um, I hope we appreciate it. I hope we support live music. I know, especially in L.A., we all kind of get into our habits of not wanting to go out and, oh, it's just, let's just stay home tonight. But, you know, I think um, it is such a special thing to be able to support musicians and also enjoy going to see uh, music and art and theater and movies. And I think, um, you know, just one of many things I think we'll appreciate more when hopefully we, we get out of this pandemic at some point in the near future. My final question is this. Everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your fans, but you're the one living your life. Who do you think you are? It's a very good question. Who do I think I am? <laughs> I'm a goofy soul. <laughs> I think uh, part of the reason I like uh, being in these different worlds is because uh, it, it provides something new. You know, I don't want to just be stuck to one thing. And so, uh, you know, not not taking anything too seriously in, in some sense of it um, allows me to to go through these different worlds and, and not get bored of it um, and not get sick of it, but also um, dive into enough. You know, it's not like I'm spreading myself too thin in, in so many different worlds. But um, I think um, I'm a little bit of a workaholic um, in that... Uh, I, I love doing all three, so and that it's it's really hard to balance and play three. I mean, composition, orchestration, and piano, and uh, and so I know it's kind of a convoluted answer, but hopefully that gets the point across a little bit. Yeah, it, it's a great answer, man. Hey, thank you for taking some time out for Neon Jazz today. Thanks for the music. It's, it's a wonderful album. Good luck with everything, and stay safe. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Nice talking with you. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in Los Angeles, New York, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Jordan for his time, music, and story. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.